What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, let me see. Uh, what's up, Derek? What's up, Traveler? What's up, Bud Soda? I am late. Sorry about that. Uh, what's up, Giggity? What's up, Kevin Hawthorne? What's up? What's up, Brian? What's up, Josh? And uh, yeah, hey man, he's been he's he's been kind of uh, back and forth, down and out, a little bit sick, and uh, got him tomorrow night. Tom and I also have a podcast starting up, you guys, um, not gig related at all. Nothing gig related. It's called a, uh, it's called everything is bullshit. <laughs> no joke. That is the name of it. And if you guys remember Dasher Pass, Faith, she did the logo for us. So all of this will be dropping here soon. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. What's up, Chris? What's up? Yup. What's up, Driven Dad? Um, so Yeah. Uh, that's one podcast. So I got a couple new podcasts coming out. They're not gig related, you guys. Um, the Rideshare Rodeo audio podcast is now, uh, well, long story to it, but it's after three years, it, it got some, uh, I'm in the marketplace for monetization, which is different from YouTube and stuff where you kind of, uh, you're kind of in the marketplace and if people see the volume that they want to see and downloads and stuff, they can bid on spots. And I've had a couple taken in the past, but I had my rate set so low that it was taken by a lot of uh, like head shops and stuff at like fraction of pennies. So I'd be like, get your pipes here online. But now uh, we just got, I just got it. Like the ads going on on there now are like a state farm, a rock star, a beauty rest, uh, they all, after the podcast movement, uh, it seemed to like jar something because it changed some settings and all of a sudden there's a bunch of advertising going on. I don't get to say who advertises there. I mean, I can, I can say no, but I just have my marketplace open at a certain very small rate to, to see if, uh, um, you know, what happens and we're seeing, I'm already seeing some, uh, some, some activity. So, you know, I'll be changing that or whatever, but been three years. 259 episodes so if you guys think it's super easy it's not <laughs> but that's right your rodeo podcast now i also have everything is bullshit with tom kelly coming up and that's going to be awesome you guys everything is bullshit is going to be one to two topics each podcast um at least one big topic and it'll be worldwide could be conspiracy theories could be what's going on it could be news it could be society could be all kinds of it, it is going to be a variety. So, and then I have a podcast coming out um, with uh, Zach Drives Fast. 
If you're not familiar, Zach drives fast. I mean, I know you don't, guys know Zach drives fast in the gig realm, but if you're not familiar, Zach and I share a very common uh, life, actually, because Zach is a single father. And by that, I don't mean he's a co-parent because that's a little different. Co-parenting is, you know, I'll just, you guys probably know, but when you're divorced and you guys figure out some kind of agreement where both parents are participating, Zach and I are in a very unique situation where we solo parent. So I'm the only, I'm, I have Max, my son, 24, seven, 365 have for a while. Um, he lives just here. He doesn't, uh, there is no other parent involved. And Zach is in the same position with his son. So we're starting up a podcast on solo parenting or co-parenting. Um, so we're going to, we got a couple new things coming out. They're a little different than, than uh, what you guys are used to on these, on our channels, but they won't be tied in. So and Josh and I are starting up a sports podcast, <laughs> but it'll only base on if you don't like Philly or Detroit, you can suck it. <laughs> and I live in Colorado. What am I talking about? But Detroit's my side. But, um, I'm trying to bring in a couple images here, you guys. Uh, let's see. So I wanted to show you guys a couple things that, um, like, so I know that, you know, one of the perks that came out of, I, I hate to say it as a perk because it's not a perk, but one of the perks that came out of, uh, out of coming here to Denver for the gig con and for the town hall is that at the town hall, if you met Alice, pretty sure you got off the list. That includes Tony driven dad. That includes uh, Sergio got off the list. And Sergio just sent me some LA offers that I'm trying to pull up here. It's going to take me one second. You guys um, here, just bear with me while I am trying to do this. Try and pull all three up at once. But until I do, let me put this up for you guys too, because this is coming up next week. And you guys, this is a this is a big deal. I have had all these people on the on the podcast before. Um, this is the huge base of independent contractors right here. Uh, you got Mike Harubi, who's writing federal legislation that's awesome. It's called "Be Your Own Boss," um, self-explanatory independent contractorship, right? Got Kim Cavan, one of the fightest, hardest fighters, writers uh, for the Washington Post, all kinds of other things, New York Times, um, not to mention huge advocate. And we got Karen Anderson, uh, who's the biggest fighter against AB5. So this is coming up next week. Um, and while I pull up these other screenshots, just let this soak in because this, none, all these people have never been together to do a podcast together before, but this is going to be an amazing, an amazing podcast. And we're going to talk to you guys about a lot of stuff that's going on. So, um, let me pull up these side by side. If I can, I don't know if I can, let me see. No, it's not going to let me, uh, let me see. Okay, so these are these are going to be from Sergio's market. He's only, I think he just got activated, but he, uh, that's one, I have three of them. That's two, 
that's three. Okay, so there they are. So again, when people when people say that uh, they're not sure about Curry or whatever, I would still say, you know, guys, look at no matter what you've heard, get on the wait list for Curry. It is well worth it. Um, let me add in all three of these if I can. Yeah, these two. Okay. All right, because I got some other apps I want to tell you guys about. All right, so while it's uploading those, okay, so uh, what this one, this is, uh, I told you guys I'd reveal my three favorite apps. To be honest, um, right now, uh, because of dispatch going down, I'm not sure what my what my third is. I've, I was putting para works and para pass into the mix. Para pass is already like I was part of the t I was a test subject as always. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, here first, let me show you. Well, okay, so para pass. I went through the whole process. I'm on GoPuff now. There is a wait list. I know that there's not. There hasn't been the hugest need for GoPuff. GoPuff launched. I think a lot of us were very uh, let down by the fact that, you know, a lot of apps come out and they they come up to the peak and then they descend in value to us drivers because it becomes like, well, okay, you know, you got a peak to get all the drivers on. Then obviously at the saturation level, you start to come down and pay. It seemed like uh, GoPuff never even peaked. It seemed like it was really having trouble taking off. Uh, so Para has taken on with Parapass the onboarding of GoPuff. So if, you, if if like most markets, because GoPuff never really blew up, if in most markets has right now has a wait list for GoPuff, especially big cities does. Um, if you sign up through Parapass, you will be activated within 24 hours on the GoPuff platform, whether there's a wait list or not, they they have taken our word that at Para, um, we are working with experienced gig workers and they don't want any more trash. A lot of their problem has been people accepting these batches and deliveries and then either not following through, not showing up, whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the problem. Uh, most of these apps, I think this kind of proves the point about oversaturation, you know, why they want so much oversaturation, like DoorDash and stuff, because if everybody was as crappy as so many drivers are, they wouldn't have built the business they have. So, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I think that's a strategy that should be used. However, it's, it's what these guys went with and now they're kind of stuck with it, but Parapass, Paraworks, um, they will be tied together into a personal dispatch system. David and I will be talking about this over the next few weeks. And there's a lot going on at Para right now. We're looking at other deliveries, other delivery things we can be doing, catering. Again, it's it's catering when it is stuff because we're not looking at one-off deliveries that pay crap. Um, so I know when you guys are seeing them far distance, but we're also looking at some last mile stuff. We're looking at some... Uh, some other things that are going to be really kind of, uh, you know, eye-opening or the, it's it's time to get on Parapass. Even if it's not in your market, go sign up for it right now because it's like a pre-waiting list like Curry has. But it's like when it launches in your market, even if it's not there, you'll be instantly onboarded. So if I were you personally, I'm not, I never tell you what to do. 
But if I were you, I'd go sign up for ParaPass and also see if uh, ParaWorks is uh, in your market as well. But what I do want to show you guys, obviously my number one app, my number one app is Curry, obviously. Um, when Dispatch screwed up, that was actually, Dispatch was actually a small percentage of my, my income. And, um, you know, just like Freight and a couple others are that I really don't have to use much because I really rely on Curry. But as we all know, you shouldn't rely on anything too much, but, you know, knock wood, Curry's been good to me. So if Curry can keep me busy, that's what I stay with. I do like to keep my hand in the cookie jar and stay active on all the apps I have. And a perfect example of me not doing that recently is DoorDash. I haven't suffered a penalty, but I'm going to actually give, you know, I feel like I haven't done one in a while. It's been like over a month since I've even turned on the app and taken an order. And I feel like, you know, with everything that goes on at DoorDash, it doesn't make me a lot of money in this market. Or I have better ways to make money than DoorDash in my market is what I should say. Um, so, but I don't want to lose my ability to be on there. So I'm going to do like a half day of some DoorDash, maybe even do a live stream because I haven't done it in a while and see what I make. Um, uh, but Hey, uh, you know, it, to me, like, I don't, I won't look at that half day as a waste. I look at it as an investment, an investment into me and my brand, because my brand is, I want to be on all the apps and have them available to me whenever I want. Because if something were to happen on one, I want to have an arsenal behind me. Um, we've talked about this before, and Kim's talked about this before, how you know you can you should onboard to everything. I believe that to be true if they are apps you will do. But I also believe in spacing them a little bit. Like don't onboard to 10 apps tomorrow. If you have 10 apps that you think you should be onboarded to, do one a week and do like five that first week you get onboarded or five plus. And then the next week onboard to another one, do five, five plus. I think that's the way to do it. If you onboard to 10 and you don't do anything on like eight of them, I honestly believe that could come back to haunt you. Like Curry is a great company. They have that, you know, if you don't take one in 90 days, uh, you get taken off the platform, but you're soft deactivated. All you have to do is that email uh, reactivation at curry.com and they will reactivate your account all they want to know is that you know if after 90 days you haven't taken one and you're not seeing orders and you go into the app and say you've been soft deactivated just email them they're just saying hey we're sending data to you that costs us money we don't want to do that because that would mean that we would have to you know that's the kind of thing where then they have to pay the drivers less we don't want that so <clears throat> Sergio sent me some screenshots. I want to share them with you guys. These are from the LA market. And these are the first three he's seen. Okay. So he saw this one, 26 miles, $65. Six items weighing 80 pounds. Um, he saw this one, uh, 16 miles. But if you see at the top where it says pick up ETA, if you're not familiar with Curry, that's how far where he is currently that's how far he is from the pickup he's 25 minutes or 14.3 miles that eta time stays with traffic so like if it were in the dead of night that 14 miles might be 15 minutes this is actually done with the time that the order comes in how long it will take him um so 
and then it's you know stops how many it's usually one unless it's a multi-stop but this one 16 miles so if you're near the pickup or if that's worth it to you you take it for 51 dollars um and then his other one was uh this eight miles for 39 dollars. but if you see on this one perfect example he said if he had just dropped a passenger off uh doing ride share at the airport he would have done this in a heartbeat now you can see on this one why see where lax is see where the pickup is so literally as you're dropping the passenger off you could be picking this up driving eight miles and making 40 bucks which is probably what he made on like a almost an hour ride share to get to the airport now in you know 15 minutes he can pick up another 40 on the on the flip side so um you guys have to excuse me a little bit i've had a extremely bad allergies um this i want to talk to you guys about if this is a new market um get with it get on it um it is uh it, it it's definitely worth it if you guys can do it um it's not it's not you know my favorite paying app but uh next week we're gonna get into some websites so uh but these are still apps so go share you can do um this uh axle hire if they're in your market get on it quick if they're not get on their wait list and this is an old school one it's set if you go to the site it will say box trucks only if during the the process it doesn't let you register a car or an suv email support if they're in your market because they do still accept them but you have to email them because they're really looking to build of build fleets of box trucks and they have enough drivers almost so they do, they're just not advertising it but they're there so this app has been around for a while it's called mothership um and also if you see at the top there's a press release for mothership mothership uh raised 76 million dollars in their last funding round so these are the kind of things i watch for too when some when a company can raise 76 million in a funding round they're doing something right so um those are apps that i would check out for sure and uh yeah i mean other than that it's been a lot of uh let me see where where we're at with this chat it's been a lot of just the norm with me um really getting through the um the town hall and then getting through this podcast movement and getting a little bit sick after podcast movement i'm just getting better i mean it's, it was rough uh luckily it didn't happen before podcast movement but they were like back-to-back -back events so it was it was pretty crazy um because uh the podcast movement was a lot of work i mean it's it wasn't it's not just all fun and games and it's long days a lot it was a lot of fun met a lot of people uh, met a lot of companies met you know uh stream Streamyard was there uh youtube was there podbean was there uh cisco was there youtube I mean, everybody was there. everybody was there and then some and it has about 3500 attendees per year next year's in washington dc this one was here in, in denver but they were about a week apart from the town hall so the town town hall took a lot of build up for me and as you guys know a lot of my work goes into para works and para pass so a lot of my day now is spent working directly building clientele for para pass um, obviously i'm still doing curries i what i really in a perfect day for me you guys i like to do i like to pick up scheduled curries the night before 
And then I like to, when I fit, when you finish a scheduled curry, if you have a good driver rating, very likely, unless it's a super slow day, which happens, uh, very likely as soon as you are dropping that off, more orders start coming in. So usually I can stay busy from my scheduled 7 a.m. all the way till 11 a.m., maybe noon. But, you know, sometimes even the schedules were going earlier, but I laid off that the last about month because I had been getting ready for these events. But I'm going to go back to that because I don't mind getting up early. People ask me a lot, like, how come you make so much money on Curry? I make so much money on Curry because I changed my whole life schedule. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't get up at five, five thirty for fun. You know, I don't get up at five or five thirty just because it's fun to get up that early. Not at all. Um, in fact, like that took a lot of work to make that a daily thing. But um, yeah, that said, you know, if you're willing to, if you're willing to change things, if you're willing to, it, this is how I used to do it with rideshare too. You know, when rideshare started going through the bad changes, you got to roll with it. You know, you either have to pivot and adjust or you don't. And I'm actually going to have Tim gigwise on the podcast, on the audio podcast next week. And he spent his, about as many years in the bar industry as I did. And we're going to do some relationships between the bar industry and the gig industry, because I think it's time that we really crack that. I've talked about it before, but I'm looking forward to doing an episode about this because I got to tell you guys that giving up every Friday and Saturday night isn't always fun, but in the bar industry, you need every Friday and Saturday night. That's your bank. So, and I think a lot of people in the gig industry who were doing extremely well um, during the pandemic and whatnot, and we've seen it slide a little bit or now like, what the hell that's like the way one of the comparisons we're going to make next week or that I'd like to talk about is like, that's like, if you're taking some weekday shifts and they're working out for you, great. Then all of a sudden you got to make this decision to switch to the weekends. You know, now I see all these gig workers working all kinds of hour, longer hours, shifts, days they didn't want to, whatnot. Even people that I know here are like, dude, I hate working Saturdays because I like having Saturday off in Denver. It's always good. You know, it's fun. There's always things going on here in Denver on Saturdays um, and getting up to the mountains and things like that. But I know people who have had to pick up Saturdays and now are like, dude, I hate this. Okay. Well, yeah, you weren't. This is the service industry. You got to go with the flow. And right now the flow has slowed and we're in a recession and people are struggling financially and, um, and volume is down on deliveries. Let's be honest. I mean, on food deliveries, let's be honest. Even in the grocery space, it's down a bit, but here in Denver, the reason it's down in the grocery space and I got my dumpling hat on because I still got my clients in Dumpling. You know, I have I have only landed one new one in the past three months. So it's not like I've added a lot, but I have six. Are they every week? No. But when they shop with me, they're huge. So I am now looking at Sergio has always had a thing that he does where he says, you know, optimizing your, you know, your optimization rate of your day. Like, okay, if you're out from eight till eight that's 12 hours how well did you optimize that 12 hours because a lot of people just go off their actual active time 
well, in my active time, I did this. Well, how much of your active time out of the 12 hours was it? Eight hours. Okay, well, so you still worked 12 hours. You just didn't, you just were unable to fill four hours of that time correctly, but you still worked 12 hours. There's really no other way to look at that. Um, you've got to do it right. You've got to do your math right or else you really can't understand what you're earning. And I'm doing a new thing where I want to start doing a, Active time on dumpling, active time on curry, active time on the apps I love, active time on para, even though there's not as many offers. I'm looking to add, I mean, I'm just going to be adding delivered because they're here now. Um, so I'm looking to add all those, but then find out what my what my hourly active time rate is worth with these platforms. It won't help me to gain more dumpling customers. But if I see that my active time with dumpling is twice as much as all the other apps, well, then I'm going to go out and seek more customers, which I should be doing anyway. However, you know, it's, I got to, I got to roll with it because I also have to make money. So curry makes me a lot of money. So I stick with my curry orders. Absolutely. But the thing is, is that if I can see that, and I already know this, my doubling business pays bank. My customers love me. I do multiple shops for them. Um, and you can catch Holly and I next Tuesday on her channel, uh, Savvy Shopper Delivers. Um, you can catch us doing the, our bi-weekly uh, or bi-monthly <laughs> uh, show about dumpling. So come on over. We'll tell you about dumpling. But the bottom line is my dumpling, like a dumpling active hour for me is between $45 and $65. So why don't I just work 40 hours a week doing dumpling? right? Yeah. The th problem is, is that I need to go out and get my customers for dumpling. Um, plus curry pays me well. So at the same time that I need money to be coming in, I don't have a team of people to go out there and sell me to dumpling people. I got to go sell myself to dumpling people. And I do need to put more effort into that. However, I have a son, I have, you know, I have all these other things going on. I do all, all kinds of stuff with para now and I'm, I'm just, I'm busy all the time. But I also like, I, I'm, I've had my hand in lasers since 96, you know? So it's like, I, I have a lot of things going on. And I, I feel like outside of the gig economy, app-based, I have a lot of other gigs I can go to too. I haven't been as much, but I should be a little bit more now maybe because there's a lot of offers coming up to me. Again, these are all independent contractor offers, which is why... I would recommend that you guys do not miss this. Next Thursday, September 7th, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, Kim Cavan, Mike Ruby, Karen Anderson, and myself will be talking about what is happening with independent contractorship, what is coming up with the federal with the DOL rule change. And then we're this is a two-part thing. After this one, we'll be doing one about a month later that will be after the rule change goes into effect. That was Kim's idea, and there's a reason behind it. But you guys will get turned on to all this next week. Don't miss that. Um, that said, let me get into the chat, see who's in here, see who else is, has come in. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, what's up, Scrabble? And uh, What's up, Lone Shark? And 
let me go through and see what some of these questions are. And then Bud, Bud Soda, uh, did I see something? Well, contract violation? No, I don't get contract. <laughs> Even if I was more than 11 minutes late, I don't get a contract violation. Come on. <laughs> You're so full of it, dude. Don't even say that's real. <laughs> um, Derek, where Derek, you live here. Where were you? <laughs> where were you during the you should man, you should have been at the town hall. Uh yeah, but so I'll drop a link in a second. You'll you'll actually help me out because if you hear me, my voice is it's so much better, you guys. But man, I was down and out after the podcast movement. They even sent out a letter. I got very concerned because they sent out a letter or an email after the podcast. The podcast movement was last week from Monday to Thursday. And because it was local, I didn't have to stay at the hotel. Um, so I didn't have to spend that money. But I was there every day and into the night till like midnight. So it was like I was there in the in the hotel. But um, on Friday, they sent an email out saying that they're, again, remember, this is the largest podcast uh, convention in the world, not the United States, the world. It's once a year. It's called Podcast Movement. And uh, and there were, there's an average of three to 4,000 people attendees, not, not sponsors and stuff, but attendees. And because it's worldwide, everybody flew in from all over the world. And they sent out an email Friday saying that a couple, some people had been exposed to COVID and to check yourself. I got sick and I was like, oh, shit, COVID. I've had COVID before. So if it was, I was like, crap, okay, I'll deal. Um, but I checked and it wasn't. I'm good. Um, you know, I think I just got sick, so. <clears throat> or if it was, it doesn't, it wasn't showing. Um, again, the last, I, I got to say, and I'm not belittling it guys. Cause I will say this the first time I got COVID, I'm going to be honest with you guys was in, uh, June of 2020. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm very, I'm in very good shape and it really knocked me down again. This is months after this is when nobody had any idea. You know, it was like, please don't catch it because no idea. <laughs> so, but I went through it pretty harshly, like for about five or six weeks, um, you know, had to go have some steroid shots and got on inhalers and all kinds of other things. But, um, since then I've had it a couple other times and I can say that it really has never, um, uh, it really has never knocked me, uh, down since it's almost been like a common cold and I don't want to, that's where I don't want to belittle it. But it has not, the first time was something scary since. It's just been like, whatever. I mean, not whatever, but you know what I mean? Like, I almost would rather have it. The last time I had it was easier than the last time I remember having the flu. <laughs> but the first time I had it was way worse than I ever remember having the flu. So that's enough about that before my channel gets in tr trouble here. Yep. Josh is exactly right here. This is what I'm saying, guys. Two years ago, I was starting with Curry, and I was telling you guys then, Curry, 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 on the audio podcast, on here, whatever. And it took you guys a long time to even go, fine, I'll... For the few of you that like got involved right away and got on right away, you know how much we were crushing it. 
But I got to say, a lot of you waited way too long. So don't wait like that on para. Get into para, hit para pass. So Yup is in Michigan. Um, how do you sign up for para pass if it says unavailable? Okay, when you go down to para pass, is it just saying unavailable or is it letting you sign up? If it's not, if it's not letting you, uh, if it's not letting you sign up and it just says unavailable, please email me, uh, Steve at Rideshare Rodeo, or actually that one, Steve at withpara.com. Send that to my withpara.com so I can share it with the group because we have team meetings all the time and it should be at least allowing you to sign up because if nothing else, even if para pass isn't there, it can do the go puff, skip, skip the line for you. And it can also get you so that you're ready when it does get there. But also you should be able, but you should be able to sign up. Most people I know are, and then they're, they're just telling me, but they're, I'm just waiting. That means that Parapass might not be there yet. Just give, just give us a minute though. You know, give us a minute to breathe there. We are like onboarding cities, companies quickly. So um, what's up, Rodney? How are you? Oh my God. Okay, giggity. I'm not even putting that. This, so what is this? So the co-founder of Food Fetch said he met David through a conversation and they've expanded into multiple cities areas through pair of that. Yeah. See the, well, see, Bud Soda, you're, I'm giving away some secrets here, you know, some secrets, secret sauce, because we all know these companies won't give away secret sauce. So here's some secret sauce. Um, so Para, obviously, if you guys remember Para back in the day, I don't even like talking about this because it's not going to be coming back. It doesn't need to come back. Para is a whole new game now. But if you remember tip transparency, there was two rounds of it. Both times we were served by DoorDash with a cease and desist. I've been with Para. I was working with David at autonomy.jobs through autonomy.jobs before Para was Para, before it became a thing. The first day Para launched, I was with David working. So I've been there since day one. Both times with tip transparency, we got served cease and desists. And um, we had at our maximum, we had 238,000 active uh, users on the platform during tip transparency. Quarter of a million plus, right? Or almost quarter of a million. <clears throat> now, they didn't, DoorDash didn't care when it was 10, 20, even 30, 40. But when it got up to 230-ish, they were like, wait a minute, this is a problem. That's when it got all legalese and all things like that. And the thing became, the other thing that you guys should recognize too is that, 80, I don't know why I feel like I need to throw this stat out at you, but it's important. 80% of the para DoorDash tip transparency users use iPhone. 20% at our peak was using Android, which is a very, it's a crazy stat. Because it's been about 50-50 for years. It's finally overtaking. iPhones are now about 60% of the U.S. phone usage. Um, Androids are about at about 40. Um, but it's been, they've called it 50-50 the last few years. But during tip transparency, it was called 50-50. But we had 80% iPhone, 20% Android. Make of it what you will. But um, my point here with Bud Soda's comment the reason that these companies, like even GoPuff, the reason that they're wanting to work with Para is because we do have that same database. It's not like most people have dropped off. You know, people can say what they want, but a lot of people still to their core love, love Para. And they're waiting to see what we do next. So 
we have we can give metrics to companies saying, well, if they're like, well, what about in this city, this city, and this city? How many drivers do you have? We can tell them how many we have on our platform, and we can also tell them how many we have active. And to be considered active, it means that you've logged in and used the you've used a feature of Para within the last month. So if we can claim that, we claim you as active. So that's really the number they're interested in. And often that's a number big enough to fulfill their needs. And it's actually stealing clients away from DoorDash and some of these other ones. You guys might not fully believe that yet because some of the, the bigger companies are not going, okay, we'll be exclusive with you yet. Although that is what we're looking for. We're looking for people to move away from DoorDash. Catering orders anyway. Um, we are looking to give them incentives to get away from DoorDash. So, um, but our, the biggest, one of the biggest tools we have right now in, in these conversations, which I sit in weekly with companies is that we do have a very powerful database of 238,000. Now, how many of that actually are we using? Well, it depends on, it depends on what market they need it in and stuff. And we're very cautious. We stay on the cautious side of saying uh, how many how many we can take care of. So if they say that they, hey, look, we need 50 drivers in this market space who actually will do the work because part of the problem again is a lot of people on board and they think, okay, we got, you know, with the bigger companies, this isn't the case, but like, let's say GoPuff's big. GoPuff's thought of it like, let's say that they thought they needed 50 people in an area. Okay, let's onboard a hundred when they started. Now that would be oversaturation, right? Problem is, is that they onboarded a hundred and they found that like, let's say five were doing work. So now they're like, okay, we get it on, onboard another hundred. So it was like a forced oversaturation because the people who were signing up were doing the work. So that becomes another whole issue too. Like if, if you get oversaturation because people are signing up, but never working on the platforms, that kind of falls on the, us, the workers a little bit too. And I'm not siding with the companies. I'm just trying to explain something here. But a lot of the value comes in that the fact that we can populate an area for them of gig workers who are building a personal dispatch system, which is what we call it on the Para app. You own your personal dispatch system. You control your personal dispatch system. You will be soon able to have a profile page where you be, will be able to put other tasks and you will be able to have people go to that personal profile page and see what jobs you can do or even like hourly rates things like that and contact out to you directly so we're working we're really working above and beyond to help kind of get you guys like uh you know like um you you call it you can put what your strengths are or what you can do what vehicle you have what kind of work you're willing to do maybe some work that there isn't an app for but you want to list it Maybe you build furniture, you know, on the side, you'll be able to list that, you know, who knows? And then these people will be able to allowed to and able to contact you through your profile and bid you directly. These will not be para gigs and para will not be grabbing a piece of it other than maybe if we continue the way we are right now, I can tell you on every para works job. And you guys, if, if this is a problem for you, you shouldn't be working any gig app because no gig app does anything near as cheap as this. 
Right now on a ParaWorks gig, Para gets two dollars, no matter what the no matter what the transaction is. It's a two dollar fee for the platform usage to make sure that you are paid through get through whatever facilitating way we're paying. Um, because there's three three outlets we use. But whichever one we use, we're paying about half to. And then we got a process. So really, it's not even a moneymaker. But at $2, that might be the top. So if like you have a personal profile page, if you bid out something, it's 100 bucks, you'd get 98 That's better than any gig app has ever provided to any gig worker, period. Even at Dumpling, they take a bigger percentage. And that's your own business. Um, Yeah, Brian, me too. See, I got to get back to the 5 a.m. alarm. Um, even I got to tell you, even the 7 a.m.s have been tough after these last few weeks, but I am past them now. As soon as I'm, as soon as I'm fully recovered, I'm sure I'll be, uh, yeah, see, that's kind of, that's where, this is where I was at was maybe not as quickly or as early as Brian, but I was getting up at five, five thirty. I have an SUV. Brian has a cargo van. He can take bigger items. So um, but by 11, I was at my 250-ish number. I'd come home and I'd do work for Parent and other things where I make money. I've even, you know, I've got this computer right here that you guys can't see. Um, this one is just, it's an older computer. I don't use it for anything. The one thing that it's good for for me is that I can digitize laser graphics. And that's something I do on the side. So whether I'm, even when I'm not doing shows, I can digitize graphics for Disney and Carnival Cruise Lines and things like that. Um, it's not fun. It's very, it's very tedious. Uh, the only thing I can say that's cool about it is that I'm at home. I know it like the back of my hand. I can do them quickly and I get to just listen to music and do it. So that's nice, but it's, it gets very tedious. Um, cause it's all about plotting and plotting the least amount of, of plotting points, but without giving up the render of the, of the actual, um, of the actual image. So, um, Let's see what else we got. You've been on, so you've been on for a year now. Yeah, you know, uh, Chris, real rideshare stories. Chris, who runs the rideshare guy channel, he was on for over a year, and we got him off. And he now just yes, I think it was yesterday or the day before, took his first order finally. So it, you know, if you if he caught it two years ago when I started. There really wasn't a waiting list. Now there's a waiting list, guys. And uh, but I will say the waiting list is moving. I mean, Curry's picked up two more national clients. So um, whenever they pick up a national client, I realize they're not just pulling two, three people off. They're pulling about fifty off in your market, in your area, to try them out. I will say this: a lot of you might not like it. Some of you might not care. I don't. I don't know. But uh, Curry, it, this is all. In jokingness, they've said, uh, hey, you know, when you make sure when you're trying to find people to recommend, recommend rideshare drivers and people that they're like, quit sending over the DoorDashers. I guess a lot of the DoorDashers you guys have been caught on tape, um, like videotapes, uh, smoking weed in the parking lots, um, just kind of showing up late, um, complaining about their driver scores because they don't, they're not, you got to bust your, your tail with hotshot orders. That's why they pay a lot of money. Uh, but a lot of it's been a lot of weed and, and they think they really aren't down with some of these. They think that a lot of food delivery people are crossing over and complaining and trolling and stuff. And 
and saying there's not enough order and blah, 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 blah. But I think that really what it comes down to is I know for a fact that there's been a lot of, of weed issues of like, my thing is like, and I don't even want to, I'm not endorsing this at all, but why would you sit in the parking lot of a pickup or a delivery and, and smoke weed? Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you get out of there? I, I just don't get it. I mean, to me, there were some people who they've now stopped doing it. And Curry has made the group private on Facebook. Uh, by the way, if you guys aren't on the Facebook group and you want to be invited, just email me, Steve at rideshare I can send you an invite, uh, but they've locked it down because trolls were coming on. And some of the trolls I know very well, or not very well, but I know them and they're door dashers. And they were saying, show me proof that I smoked weed. The funny thing was, is for a while, they were showing proof. They were sending you short video files from the from the cameras and stuff. So they'd say, oh, you want proof? And they'd send you a, a video of you sitting in your car smoking weed. They'd say, like, got anything else? Loved it. But now they're done doing that. They're not going to do it anymore. They're just going to tell you you're deactivated. So my advice is, please, be re- you know, be responsible. Don't, don't, don't do that. We all know that that's not okay. Um, wait a minute. How do you incorporate all the other apps you've done into para app or your experience in background? Okay. So are you, are you asking me how the personal, how the, uh, how the, how your profile is built, like how your like what your para personal metric is and how it's built. Because what we what we used to do, just so you guys know, was what so with ParaWorks, um uh here, let me put this up for a second. Well, since I'm talking about it, we give them a little props. Um with ParaWorks, you had to connect one you, we are we always had that anyway for flagging and for all the other features of para that you had to connect an account clearly or else we you couldn't flag it you couldn't do all the features because how could you do them if you couldn't if you didn't have the account connected but we used to let that be the way that you could get onto paraworks just connect any account now with parapass you can uh you can you go actually go through a form just like you would with any app of registering and you can even upload your your latest uh checker background check and um and that does that's that works for us we're 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 done and actually like right now with gopuff instead of gopuff having to run a 26 dollar uh background check through checker on me when i signed up through parapass for gopuff gopuff paid me ten dollars because they saved 26 from not having to run the background check and david made it so that every person who signs up gets $10 from GoPuff for them not having to run the background check. Now, beyond that, your Parapass profile will be built on just basically like, are you following through with, with gigs you accept? It's not going to be like a star rating or this or that or the other. I mean, there might be some metrics, clearly. There has to be something in place, but it's pretty much, are you fulfilling the, are you doing the jobs that you're accepting? Like, cause they're, para doesn't really have an unassigned thing. I mean, it does, but I, I would say it's like Curry. If you want to sign, 
expect bad consequences because don't take orders unless you're going to do them. That's why we're showing better paying offers. That's why Curry shows better paying offers. Um, don't, don't pick them up unless you're going to do them, you know? Uh, but you know, with that said, at the same time, I, you know, I get it. I get that, uh, okay so why this is a good one why would anybody sign up for gopuff that's the worst app ever exactly because gopuff had a horrible launch they had the worst luck onboarding people and it ended up costing them an arm and a leg um so now what they need to get the company back up and running or to even get things done properly are to know that drivers will be taking these batches. So we're actually working with them on a new way of like their geofencing that they do where it says come to the location and then just wait. Well, nobody wants to do that. So we're working with them on expanding the geolocation to be just open batches like an Amazon Flex and use our drivers exclusively, exclusively, unless you're already on GoPuff and they want to like, they'll let you have one chance to not screw up kind of thing. But exclusively through pair, if you're getting pair of drivers, they will get done. So that's their thing is that often these batches were getting claimed, but they weren't getting done. It made their company sink very quickly, and that's why they need help. That's why we stepped in. Um, what's up? What's up, Jerry? How are you? Hey, what's up? What's up, Gigan? How you doing? Oh, I didn't I didn't know about the uh loss of your friend. I'm very, very sorry, Derek. We uh, had no idea. Oh no, Josh. So sorry about that. You know, it's weird. Um I, I mean there's a there's a lot of this go. I think there's a lot of this going around because school just started back up. But you guys, I got to say to you parents out there, please don't send your kids to school if they have the flu or COVID. I would hope all of us in here know this, but please don't. I mean, my gosh, you know, all it takes is one person sending their not caring enough. And there are some parents, I got to say, who think I don't have another option. So I'm going to just send them to school. That's BS. Figure it out. Come on. I mean, if you, you know, the, the 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 only way that this is really hurting everything is when other people people who are sick are coming around so stop um if somebody can uh if you didn't already i'm looking through stream error but if somebody could could kill this and block them i would appreciate that Yeah, actually, so Giggity, there's a um, there's a there's a website called owner owner dot com, just like it sounds o w n e r dot com. It's worth going to. It's not for us collectively, the drivers, but you will see this is a major push, and they've got millions of dollars getting pushed into this. And what it is is it's for restaurants to come together and to break free of the apps. And by that, I mean they have attorneys on staff who if the if the 
apps deliver from your restaurant, even after you deny, which they do all the time, they have attorneys ready to sue the apps right away. But they also are working on building their own drivers. So it might be worth looking around the website, owner.com to you guys, because eventually they will be seeding from somewhere for drivers. And they are going to be nationwide. Um, hey, Kevin, what's up? Um, Tony, on the parent pass, when you uh, uploaded your background, there's two PDFs. Uh, one of them is like, because the first time it happened to me too, there's one PDF that has a very basic, and then there's one that has the more detailed that they need. So look for the, out of the, there's two PDFs. Look for the more detailed PDF, upload that one. That's the one they need for the background check. Cause that's the one that has the criminal background and the other things. And that's really what they're looking for. So. I guess my curry one doesn't have. Wait, what? Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, I mean, so again, okay, perfect example, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, it doesn't need to be your last one. Like, you don't need to go, like David said, you know, just go into your inbox and just search checker. Um, it's a good, it's a great way to find your your most recent checker background checks. But at the same time, I'll say this: um, make sure that you um, make sure that you look like I wouldn't use Curry's either, and it's no no offense. But I would like look for one from Uber or Lyft or DoorDash or something that those are going to be the more conclusive uh, full run checker backgrounds. Um, and regardless, sometimes you might even see it even in the Uber one that they have one PDF. But if you go look for another email, you'll find a more deep look for the more detailed one. The more detailed one for me was I think it was either two or three pages. The less detailed one was about two thirds of a page on a PDF. So that's what I would look for. I, Brian, I have no idea. I just got onboarded. I just got paid $10 for doing nothing just by onboarding. Um, but right now they're still like, now I've, now I'm on the app. I've launched it. It still wants me to go to the geo fenced area. It's saying go here and wait like basically wait in this parking lot till we have orders. And that's what we're pushing right now that they get away from. That was part of the deal. In fact, was that we'll help you with this, but you got to step away from this. This is no way to be running a, a business. And uh, so they're doing that. So right now I already put in my, because I'm working directly with the team that I'm, I'm I already put in my look is until you want geofence this, there's nothing. I'm not going to drive there and sit there for orders. I got to be able to turn it on and pick up orders from the house. I think they're they're concerned that that's how they failed before, but we're telling we're trying to tell them, look, you're working off para drivers now. If they don't show up, we won't make them available to you anymore. You know, if they take an order and don't show up, so it's like again, it goes back to look at. There's going to be a, a higher level of responsibility than there is for a lot of apps, and by that I just mean like if you take something, it's yours. Take it. If you if you take something and then you see a better offer come this isn't the place to be going, oh, well, I'll just drop this one and take that one. That's not how this is going to work. 
you'll just have to live and learn. Like, oh, well, I already committed to this. If you committed to picking up something else and a better offer comes through on Para or another app, there don't do that. That's about the only thing I'm going to tell you guys. Because other than that, it's great. Hey, what's up, Dana? How are you? <laughs> you guys, Dana's a Dana's a, a, a curry driver for about the same amount of time as me. Uh, two years plus probably. Uh, and he's um, he's in the Boston market. so, And he drives a Prius. I drive an SUV, but he drives a Prius. So if you guys are always, I hear a lot of you guys asking about that, uh, um, you know, car size thing, you know, like this is an example. Dana's always done. I, I don't know how he's doing these days, but he's always done well in his Prius. So, uh, so it looks like, That's weird, Gagan, because look up here and Deborah, I think, is in your market as well because she says uh, she already does GoPuff and it's hard to get uh, on the schedule. They want drivers to work on demand and sit. Yeah, exactly. They want, they want you to sit in those in those lates, um, in those in those geofenced lots. And what we're trying to do is make it so that, like, look, if you've got if you've got drivers from Para, they don't have to sit in the geofenced lot. They will take the order. And if they accept it, so like if you, like me onboarding, even me, I've put it by myself at, at this risk because this is fair. You know, like if I take an order or a batch and I say, I'll be there to do it tomorrow, I'll be there. If I'm not, then I'm not going to get any more from GoPuff. Will I be off of Parapass? No, but I will not get any more orders from GoPuff. Now, each company is working out a different deal with us. Some might not be one strike done. This is just because it's our first largest company we've worked with directly. And because they're putting you, cutting you in the line and putting you in front and onboarding you immediately, we're saying, hey, these guys won't screw up like all the other people have on you. So because you're, you were onboarded pre-Parapass, you're one of their older drivers, like the people they're concerned about, even though you probably, Deborah, are doing a great job. Most of the drivers did not, and it really failed them big. Um, what does Dana say? Got a couple of bundles of 10-foot pipe in the Prius, Prius this morning. Yeah, so, yeah. You guys, I, I know there's a wait list. I know it sucks, but, you know, get on it, because if you're doing these other apps, uh, let's see. The Paraworks app, what all do I have to have to see offers. So Shane, okay, soon Parapass will allow you to, Parapass will onboard you to Paraworks. Those are being merged right now in your personal dispatch system. There's a lot going on. So I know this gets a little confusing. The personal dispatch system has been an idea of David's for over a year. So Parapass is, uh, Parapass is bringing it all together into the personal dispatch, but ParaWorks, we used to ask you just have one of the accounts connected through Para. Now, if you have the Para app, you would have already been connected to one or else why would you have it? So that would allow you to say that I want to, then all you got to do is go down to works, click works and say you're interested and it'll show them in your area. Um, you know, there's again, 
guys, this is not DoorDash. You're not going to see 100 orders pop up a day. But, um, you know, I guess uh, let me bring, if Bud Soda's still here, I'll let him come up for a minute. But uh, we won't run too much longer just because I'm losing my voice too. Um, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Looks like you blocked Shane, bro. <clears throat> Tony looks like he blocked Shane. Uh, but so if you want to come up, um, otherwise what I can tell you guys about the, uh, about, uh, Parapass is if you can't onboard to Parapass, um, you still can hit works. And if you haven't done it, it might say, Hey, connect one of your accounts. If you're still at that stage though, uh, where you need to connect, a, um, where you need to connect a, um, an account, then if you don't have any con accounts connected to Para, I would question why you're using Para. <laughs> because, I mean, like, all you got to do is connect Grubhub, Lyft, Uber, Uber Eats, or DoorDash, and you're able to work ParaWorks. So, Bud Soda, there you go. You got a couple of minutes. I don't. I haven't seen you in the chat. <laughs> um. So okay. Well, it varies. You know, Shane. Like over the weekend, I saw some some really good para, uh, some para works orders come out for pizza delivery, from pizza places that do not here in Denver, do not let DoorDash or what, I don't know how they do it because even when you don't work with them, DoorDash finds a way to scam your company and still come in and deliver your stuff, but they do not let dashers or anybody else touch their stuff. They work exclusively with us. Um, they're pizza places that really kind of run on a specific volume. They're not looking to triple their volume. They like the business they do, but they understand that people want it delivered as well. So those, you know, there was one that paid like 40 bucks to go eight miles for five pizzas. I mean, it's, they're great offers, but you really, there's not a, you know, some of them come through in the evening and like what happened with Bud Soda. Sometimes, you know, you do one of these and if, even if they're far from you, you do one of these and then it's, uh, the company will, can call you directly and might offer you like not a specifically a route or they might offer you a route. They might say, Hey, are you willing to do a um, nine to 11 AM uh, the next two weeks for us doing catering orders? We'll pay you this and you can work out a deal. This is independent contractorship. You guys, this is what it's all about and they will pay you better. So a lot of times they're filling out the workers through para through pair of works. So Is there a notification for what para works? I get para works every time they come in, I get a drop down. Although, you know what, Tony? I have not one thing I've not been since para pass got introduced, I still see the drop down, but there's no there's no sound and there's no way to or right now there's no way to create a sound. Um so I don't know. I don't know if maybe that's a glitch too. I'm I'm gonna talk to the team about that. 
Uh, is it? Yeah. So I'll be talking to the team on Friday and I'll be telling them about that because, uh, because I need, I need an, an alert too for, for my ears. Cause a lot of times I don't see it out of the corner of my eye if I'm working. So, um, but yeah, that's about all I can say is that they, uh, Maybe, maybe you're seeing something other than that. I don't know. If you are, you can put it in the chat, and I'm happy to respond. Um, so I had amazing offer yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you guys, like, they're, they're becoming more and more and more. Maybe Bud Soda can shed a little light here, too. He's here. We'll run about 10 more minutes. Um, I'm running over. I like to keep this in an hour. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It sounds like you cut off there. So um, I, I missed what I got to shed a little light on. Uh. <laughs> you got a what? You said shed a little light on something and I didn't catch what you said. Oh, I was, no, 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 like, no. I, I was saying that uh, like maybe you could kind of. Uh, I know you and I have already talked about it a little bit, but maybe you can kind of explain. Cause I know a lot of people when they first see these pair of works orders are like, dude, I'm not doing that. Look how far that is from me or look. Yeah. It pays good. If okay, I live yeah. next to it or if I, there's a little so, more two pair of works than you're, you guys are going to find in other apps and it's not trickery. It's just what it is. I'm not asking you guys to go out of your way for like an $8 order, but if you see a $20 order and we're all multi-appers for the most part, if you guys see that stuff over there, just go ahead and grab it and try to just work that area meanwhile and eventually find a, you know an order going back to your regular area. You should be learning an hour out of your area anyway. If, if Otherwise, you're just going to sit there and get very frustrated with, you know, you're going to sit there and take a 350 on Uber Eats or something. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to get at, though, because you've been through this part of the process, and I know Marco has too, Nova. And I got to yeah. say that like, and so that's the, that's the other part I was about to add is you can get routes. Um, these, these directors can go to the side and be like, okay, we want like uh, Marco he, before he uh, Nova hustler, by the way, Nova hustles. If you guys don't know, um, that's his alter ego on YouTube and you could do cash money orders for them. Like, Oh, we'll give you 20 bucks to go here or 30 or 40, depending on the size of the order. And it's like, why refuse that good money and have a good relationship with your merchants? And even if, like on Para, you see that there's two conflicting times, like go ahead and grab them both and work with your merchants because let's say one's to be dropped off at 11.20 a.m. and the other one's to be dropped off at 11.45. And the pickup times are within five minutes of each other. Um, you could always call that one restaurant, hey, can you have this done a little earlier? Or you can call the other restaurant and say, hey, can you have this done like 10 minutes later? And... I'll be there at that exact time. And then both customers are none the wiser and they're both happy. That's what I do all the time. So like I did two orders the other day, just doing that same thing. And I've done that on par works before I actually got through food fetch. So look at it as an opportunity guys. And you should also be looking at it and just pairing it up with the other catering orders anyway. Yeah. That's how a lot of people work the catering apps. They'll grab a delivered and deliver that. And you can do the same thing on par works. Right. So I guess my make, one, my one difference is though, like delivered and stuff, they're not promoting you to work with the companies outside of their constraints. They want you staying in the delivered zone. They'll still give you good paying catering orders, but 
They yeah. don't want you building relationships. We are actually working on helping you build relationships. We're trying exactly. To help, we're trying to help these companies who are like, we're kind of sick of this gig crap, although they understand they need the gig crap. So they want the best of the gig crap. And <laughs> I mean, this is the best way I can put it though. So when I say that, like there's, if there's a pair of works order, that's 20 miles from you. And you're like, there's no way I'm taking that. Come on. What is that going to lead to another order the next day? That's 20 miles away. It might lead to a phone call that evening that says, do you want to work for us? <laughs> do you want a route or, yeah. um, I don't know if they got other partnerships with other apps that are more regional or local par is always looking into those kind of things, guys. I mean, look what's happening for me. It's big life changing news for me. And I'm out to take DoorDash's market share. So, and the worst paying order you can possibly get on this app is $4 if someone pulls on the tip. And then if it's, that's four for four miles from the restaurant, it's a very simplified app. So basically look at it just as if you were looking at the catering orders, it says the miles from the restaurant. So a lot of people don't look at it that way and they refuse easy opportunities. I'm not saying go 20 miles out of your way for a $10, but if it's a, sitting over there get on it do something yeah Yeah. i mean i've had a couple people and i'm not gonna lie to you guys i mean like i'll be honest i've had a couple people like uh gigan you know gigan sent me a a five dollar order on para i gave it to david right away and i said what the hell is this i said there should be no five dollar orders coming through a pair the para app what the hell is this so we're now working on a threshold of like 10 or 12 bucks don't we don't care if it's even going a half mile. It's gonna be 10 bucks minimal to the driver. So we're just setting yeah. these. We're always we're always changing. We're always working, you know. But the bottom line is we wanted everybody to be able to offer their like, okay, well, yeah, we want drivers. Okay, well, we want to offer it to you, but now we're kind of putting our foot down with some things like, no, none of this barely at the threshold crap. You know, just to yeah. do anything these days in the gig world should be 10 bucks at least. Yeah. Shouldn't be if, doing if you anything for less than 10 bucks. If you can't do something for at least 10 bucks, it's like it's not really worth our time to like reschedule and something go out of the way. Now, have I done 10 and $12 quote easy caters, catering orders? Yes, I have. But it's usually paired with something else. I think the worst least paying one I took recently that was by itself was $16. So, and it took me no time at all. It was like one box and one thing of drinks. It was so easy. Yeah. Um, so everyone needs to look at this differently than you already are and stop being, uh, I'm in my little comfort zone. I'm not going out because you're going to get left behind. Like Josh said earlier, a year from now, I'll be like, oh, <laughs> I can't do anything. I can't get on. And all these orders is getting taken in five seconds. There's already areas where these para works are already being grabbed up as soon as they come down. Like yeah. within a minute, they're gone. Here in my so market, get they do. on this, guys. Here in my market, they do, and I, you know, I don't. Again, I'm I'm on it. I've done a couple, but I don't have any privilege. So, like when I see them come up, I'm I have to fight for them, just like everybody else. It's not like Steve gets them first. I see it. I got to fight for it. Most of the time, they get taken so quick because they're so easy. I got to say, they're short. They pay well, and they just want good service. That's all they want. Yeah. You get friendly with these guys, they'll work with you with these merchants. And all of a sudden, these lower paying easy cater offers or catering offers, like they're going to be no sweat at all. And they're going to have it ready for you when you get in. If anything, 10 minute wait time. Like I always get there early 
and the most I've waited recently was Red Lobster, which is slow anyway, and they were like 14 minutes over. But they mm-hmm. self-admittedly started 10 minutes late getting the order going. And they said they'll try to avoid that in the future because they know now that I'm the only driver and they're not just getting whoever, you know, clown on DoorDash. So you work with these people, it's going to be great for you guys. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, like one thing that um, I'll tell you guys because uh, before I, I wanted to share this because before we finish up here, this won't be for everybody. And it kind of goes against, well, I mean, like it shouldn't, but it kind of goes with one of the complaints Curry had. But one of the things that Parapass is working on right now that David and I are working with directly, and this has been a struggle for a lot of companies. This will only be available to select people who want to get correctly certified. However, we will have the companies pay to have you certified. Uh, we are looking at doing uh, dispensary deliveries um, here. So basically you'll get paid very well, but you'll have to go get the credentials that you would have to have to work at a dispensary to be able to deliver for them, but you, they will be paid for. A lot of times yeah. they're paid for by the company. And if you leave within the first month, if you work at a dispensary, then you have to pay a certain amount back out of your check or something. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but we're going to make it so that your credentials are paid for. If that's something you're interested in, which is going to open up a whole new zone because even here in Denver, there's a constant fight on whether or not that's a legal thing to do. And we're working on it in a very aggressive way right now. So yeah, it became legalized in this state, but I don't think they'll, legalize us transporting it because we can't deliver cigarettes. So I think they're just going to treat that the same way. So yeah, like maybe it, states like Colorado can, and there's, you know, right. It, it'll be specific markets, but we're also, we've been looking, Jimmy's been kind of uh, those who know Jimmy from Paro. Jimmy's been working on yep. um, his, 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 his thing has been um, uh, fighting for, he was in Hagerstown. Now he's in LA and he's been working in a couple markets, working at pharmacy deliveries. Um, we're going to be doing those as well. Um, so the pharmacy deliveries though is a real cutthroat industry. So we're learning that that's not going to be quite the opportunity we thought it was. There will still be some work there. I'm just trying to show you guys, there's going to be pharmacies. There's going to be last mile. There's going to be catering. There's going to be, this is all going to be through Parapaz. Yeah. I, I just, I just did one myself. The other guy who was there saying, yeah, he had to go off the beaten path, but it was like 40 bucks for two deliveries. Yeah. And it's not like, it was over two dollars a month, so it's not losing money. And I, I took it at a dollar per mile because I'm trying to raise my acceptance rate on DoorDash on purpose. So, you know, as long as it's a dollar per mile, I'm gonna grab it. And um, <clears throat> I'm just seeing what, if anything, seventy percent changes, and then it's just gonna give me free top dasher anyway. So, um, I'll have it secured for the month, no matter what, because like it glitched out the other day and I lost top dasher. <laughs> So, I, so I, I, I got I got lazy about scheduling. I'll just be straight. <laughs> so when, when are you starting this food fetch thing? Monday is when we start officially. Okay. So this this is going to be a process that I really hope I really hope Bud Soda puts on his channel. I really hope he he documents this whole process. Yeah. Th- yeah. I'm gonna make a video. If, whenever I get my first order, I'm gonna record it, obviously. And um, but even if it's not a ride I, start- I, I would think you should vlog it daily. Like a vlog, yeah. a daily vlog of, okay, here yeah. was today's summary. 
Yeah, at first it ain't going to be busy, but I think within a month we're going to pick up. And I already got guys asking me, when are you going to be open? When are you going to be open? When are you going to be open? Because I've been getting them hyped up for it. So, you know, we're going to have a billboard put up, like the billboards that drive around. I don't know if you have them in Colorado and Denver, but, like, I imagine a lot of places do. And we're going to push a social media campaign, like Facebook, TikTok, and Snapchat, and all that stuff. So, and we're going to target it in specific areas where – other drivers on other apps don't like to go anyway and they're they seem to be underserved and the customer pays the dollar per mile like they get charged for if they're further out but we still charge less than the other apps to deliver so it's a win-win really we're basically guaranteed to be profitable and even if you only have a single let's say someone backs a tip out on an eight mile order eight dollar order how hard is it to turn on the other app and grab another order you know (laughs) That's how I look at it. And you, you guys need to think outside the box and work with these people so you have steady, reliable income coming. And that's the way I look at things, guys. Like, you can't rely on these big corporate apps. I don't care if you're busy almost every day. You got you to, gotta, like, start focusing elsewhere. Look at it as a side thing. Like, literally, they call it side hustles. Start looking at my well, side I'll, qu- I'll question the people who, like, are just doing DoorDash anyway. I know that a lot of people are going through some slow times. I know that some people it's picking back up for you or whatever with school starting and some other things. But at the same time, I'll I'll question anybody who's like living only off DoorDash. My question will be, do you really think that's there forever for you? Even if like in your market, you're like, dude, for years it's been this way. You're not going to tell me any different. And it'll change when it does change. It changes like that. Yep. So even though your market is like, you could say it's fire. I'm one of those lucky few. I live in a market where I can turn on any time and I can crush it at any time. When, it, when that's over, it's over in a snap. Yeah. Trust oh, me. it's been, it's, it's slowed up so much here for breakfast and lunch. Like right. we did have a couple of battalions go deploy, but um, there's some outfield training. So right. But I guess my point is there's a lot of, Look at, but you can't rely on it. Bud Soda is about to do some work with Food Fetch. Food Fetch is one of about 200 that are starting up right now and that we're working with. And I've learned a lot of the intricacies. There's a lot of companies coming after the higher paying orders. They're not coming after the low ball crap, but they're coming after the catering orders and the bigger stuff. And they're going to come you... at these companies hard. And I, I can tell you what, they, without having any clout at all, already have more leverage than DoorDash and stuff. These com- the businesses themselves are sick of DoorDash. Yeah. Almost oh, every yeah. restaurant there is in America is sick of DoorDash. Oh, yeah, so are the customers. Like right. when I first got I'm back saying as a restaurant, I've been a restaurant owner and a, yeah. and a bar owner and stuff. I can tell you guys that it's a very tough business. And to be honest, like even the McDonald's that throws away what 50 orders a day, a hundred like into the trash can. I mean, that I know that DoorDash still pays that, but that's, I mean, think about that. I mean, that's just, even if you're the business, it's just waste. I mean, it's just, and you have still haul companies are just away. sick of it. They're just sick of it. They're sick of the crap. They're sick of how bad these apps perform. And they think there's got to be a better way. And that's why at Para, we're landing all these new people because they're but like, you, wait a minute, you guys can give you, us good drivers. Yeah. But if you already have, like, let's say you're partnered with a lot of these smaller apps that are after these educators and the bigger orders and all that, all that kind of stuff, and 
we're in talks to like take um the different orders from different heart stores. That's as much as I can say. And then we're also after we're gonna long term. We're also gonna be after the merchant order. So anyone who's not in an exclusive agreement, we want them. We want them to come to our app, and it just basically keeps our drivers busy, and they're not gonna make pennies off that. But at the same time, they want they want higher quality drivers. They don't want these people who just yeah whatever you know. <laughs> just just think about it. You got to think about it more of a business mindset, guys, and not just in the moment. And that's how too many people think. People think just in the moment, you know, and they won't work to do this. You had to do a lot of legwork. Like I spent two and a half hours the other day starting to set up those uh, tablets we have. And we sat, I sat down for lunch with um, the co-founder there. So you got to do a lot of legwork and it does take some sacrifice, but I think long-term it's going to be worth it. And if you're going to be outside anyway, versus sitting for two hours in your car, do some legwork. And if that means that it's going to create better opportunities for you later, all the better. I'm not saying that everyone's going to have a situation, but it's going to result in something better or more consistent work because all of a sudden these restaurants, these uh, easy cater, whoever sees that, oh, these guys get consistent work done. Let's keep using them. And then you keep getting consistent work because you're high quality drivers from that app versus the, you know, the guy with the dirty t-shirt who hasn't showered too you know yeah and the other thing too that we really want you to notice when you're working para is that when you're doing para works or para pass offers is that wow i just made we don't just want you to look at it like oh i just made that much great that helps my total for the day we want you looking at wow look at how well that paid me for uh for that much time we, i want you comparing that to the other apps you're working i want you to start like looking at your active time and your active time per hour. Like, you know, I, I, I just want everybody to really look like, what is your active time per hour on these apps? Because you should start comparing that to even the ones where you're like, yeah, but there isn't enough volume on these apps. Yeah, but there's enough apps to be doing vol the volume and making the most of your time without the big ones. I know we all like to fall back to the big ones because it's easy. It's easy to just turn DoorDash on and say, screw it. I'll just make my 20 bucks an hour. But wouldn't you rather fight for 35, 40? That's why we're out here. That's why I'm out here. I'm out here to hustle. I'm not out here to play games. I'm not out here to be one of the numbers that's making 18 to 20 bucks an hour. I'm out here to make 35 to 50 bucks an hour. So that's, that's my take on it. You know, I, I'm always fighting for the most. And in fact, you know, if, if when you really start to do that math, if you can start getting better at that, if you can make $35, $40 an hour and you're only making $20, $25 right now, you can look at it like maybe I don't get the amount of hours per week, but you can also look at it like, hey, instead of working 60 hours, I can work 40 hours this week. I'm going to make the same amount. So if, if maybe it's that you look at it like, but I can't work my 60 hours. Yeah, but you might make in 40 hours what you would in 60 on other apps. I know I know that some people are complaining openly. Like maybe they're not listening right now, but maybe someone watches this later on. And a lot of people are complaining they're not even making minimum wage, which in my state 15 bucks. Well, I think that whole minimum wage thing too, that that's super complicated. We talk about this at Para all the time in our meetings is that, that equation is correct. It's just like how 
it's like how New York City dissected it when they did the okay, rideshare drivers, you'll make $27.86 an hour. Oh, that sounds amazing. You're guaranteed that, right? Okay, every good rideshare driver I know in, in, in New York City was done. They were like, screw this, because they were making 60, 70. Now it was a floor meet ceiling. They were making the 2786. The 2786 figured in expenses and all these other things too. So really what it came out to was like 16 bucks, which was a dollar above the minimum wage for New York City. So really like well, you turned a good gig into a crap gig. Thank you. Well, well, what I was trying to say was, is that some people are struggling to even average that per hour because, you know, they don't, all they're getting is like four bucks for six miles or something and anything else is far and few between. And they're trying to stay on the profitable side, like you said, the expenses and stuff. So you got to look at well, these and opportunities every, every city does it a way to, too. every city a has a different to, equation yeah. on how they figure out what the expenses no, no, yeah. are like to me it was like really I'm, you for every hour you, you have 11 but for, here's what i was thinking for new york city and i know it's expensive you need to be paid more and you need to be able to earn more you don't need 2786 and to call 11 dollars of it um you know expenses because 11 dollars an active hour expenses that to me that just seems like more than the expenses really yeah, are. i'm not I, i'm not saying anything about mandated pay or anything i'm just saying that people are out here trying to work and like you were saying earlier they got to work longer hours to make their goal for the day or whatever and they're not even averaging 15 an hour so it's like why not take advantage of these opportunities and everyone wants to stay in their little comfort zone their little bubble because those 20 those two 20 orders there's 120 115 and you know and they don't want to do them because they want to stay in their little bubble. It's like, okay, the other apps are also over there. So it's like, why not at least try something different? And then once they understand that, oh, we got a good, reliable driver here, and they're going to keep feeding them orders, and you're going to get more and better paying ones, why not? So right. people need to look at these opportunities a lot differently. But um, one thing, okay, one thing I want to move away from talking about uh, Partworks right now is. Uh, curry there sometimes i know i've been seeing a couple of people post that um they can't get all the information to the driver like they should um is there a way or are they working on something to um get it so they can just manually put in what the items are at least some dimensions and weights no it's uh i mean yes they are but they don't they're not and there's some reasons behind it so i won't I'm not going to give away their secret sauce, but at the oh, same yeah, time, yeah, like, but at that. the same time, like they are pushing for customers to put in all the info that they can. But I still, I still, to anybody that says that, I question. You know, like, look, if it's sent to you, it's not like Roadie or others. If it's sent to you, it'll fit in your car. It's like one out of a thousand orders that actually I've even heard of from others that don't actually fit. Curry's yeah. very good at that. It will fit in your car. Bottom line is, you know, look, they're showing you where it is, how far, to, where you're going, how far minutes, miles to pick it up, how far miles to go. You're seeing the map. You're seeing the full pay. Everything's up front, has been since day one. That's enough for me. It's always been more and more and more details added. And of course they are, but they don't want to, you know, you don't want to kick a customer in the ass too hard and say, listen, put the dimensions in or you're done. 
You can't tell no, your no, customers no, 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 what's no. what. Yeah. So well, there are some customers that are saying, I want to try curry and they're kind of letting it go. And then like, if they keep proceeding with curry or grow big, then they start saying, listen, we need you to put this in. So with the one-off stuff, there can be some orders that you'll see that might not have full details, but to anybody that's complaining about that, I would say you have much bigger problems on your plate with any other given app. Than so I, I, I was going to directly relate that to something I just experienced myself on Roadie is like it says the order number now for all the lows like they zapped and whatever other one it is and um you can call them ahead and get it that way but roadies get taken so fast in my market that when i tried to do that the other day someone already grabbed it so um like someone already put the bid in and i got beat for it and I went and got one the other day that was, it was 52 bucks, but it was 15 rolls of insulation because these guys won't tell you what it is. It'll claim it's below 48 inches. So I thought it was just um, a bunch of, you know, random, uh, whatever, electrical sockets, that kind of thing for a construction job. No, it was 15 rolls of insulation. So I, I try to like crest that they could tell us as much information as possible, but, um, uh, Brody doesn't care whether or not that you know that information or whether it'll fit in your vehicle or not. So I I do like that about Curry. That's what I was trying to get at. So there's three things I want to address before I shut this down for the day. I've already gone over, but I want to address this first. So Lisa got a Curry order today. She accepted it and unassigned it. That's first of all, that's the stupidest thing you can do right there. If you accept something from Curry and it doesn't fit in your car, the one time you can get somebody in touch with somebody is when you're active on an order. You absolutely do not unassign yourself ever from an order on Curry. It will destroy your Curry account. Make them unassign you because it didn't fit. And at the same time, they also pay you 20 bucks. So if for any exactly. reason you yeah. get there and it doesn't, you want to you you are active on an order. Go into the app. Don't unassign it. Go into the app and hit help and say it doesn't fit in my car, you'll get 20 bucks, and they'll unassign you, and it doesn't hurt your account. That's the dumbest thing you can do right there. Um, this one, Parapass, might be a game changer, but what types of opportunities can you get? Um, if you missed part of it, we're venturing into a lot of spaces. So you're going to see catering, last mile, you're going to see some, uh, uh, like I said, you're going to see some dispensary deliveries coming up here in, a, in some select cities. You're going to see uh, some medication deliveries competing with Rodian stuff and some other spaces too. We're even looking at medical courier stuff. And then the last thing I wanted to ask on Josh, before we shut this show down, I wanted to at least address this. I averaged 31 and that's not fluffing it by going, uh, by going by active time. Now I'm like, I guess my question here is, are you talking like, so if you work 10 hours and seven hours are active, are you saying, on the seven active hours, you're averaging 31 because I would still say you need to figure it on the 10. You can't do it on the seven. I know that you multi-app, Josh, so and I know you do curry and other things too, but if you just did DoorDash in a day and you were you turned it on for 10 hours and for 10 hours you were trying to work only DoorDash and you only ended up with seven active hours, I don't care what way you slice it, people, you still worked 10 hours. You got to do the math against the 10, not the seven. Yeah. I, I, I've seen people that claim they made really good money and they were only active for 
four, but they sat out for 12 in DoorDash's early app. And they'll put screenshots. Oh, I made this great money. I made $120. I'm like, yeah. but you sat out there for 12 hours. You, in reality, average 10. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh, not using, oh, okay, not using active time. Okay, so, oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So I, I, and one thing about Josh, that's why I was asking him, by the way, guys, is because I know Josh is one of those people who lives in a very good DoorDash market, oddly. Like, yeah. No matter what, even with oversaturation, whatever, Josh can always pull good money on DoorDash, and he does. And I know other people do that too. What I'm saying is I think we've all learned and I'll kind of leave it at this is that we've all learned if you guys are trusting DoorDash, you're suckers. I mean, I'm glad Josh can make that much, but at the same time, do not trust this company. You can work so, for them all you want, take all the orders you want, but they can deactivate you on a drop. Bud Soda can attest to that. Nova can attest to that. I got tons of people who can attest to this, but at the same time, you're nothing to them. You're a blip. You're nothing. And when things go wrong, they will pin it on you. That's what they do. Um, so you don't, so, so don't go by active time. Yeah, of course not. Ken, if you go work, if you're not multi-apping and you're only work, if you go work, if, if you go work from um, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., a 10 hour shift, with, and you work that whole time on DoorDash, but you're only active seven hours. You need to do your hourly pay against that whole ten, not against the seven. That's trickery that the app uses, making it seem like look at how much you made when you were active. No, 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 no. You need to like, and that's why the dash time of ten hours is the one you use because that ten hours is what you were actually working. It's same as like in the like I was saying earlier in the bar industry. You might have, you know, if I'm working lunch, I might do really well. If I'm working lunch into dinner, I know lunch and dinner will be great, but I know from two to four, I'm not going to make but five, 10 bucks. But I got to sit there those two hours and make that five or $10 to be able to get both lunch and dinner. But at the same time, I can't go home and just figure out, hey, during lunch, these hours and during dinner, these hours, I made this much. I need to include the two hours of dead time. Yeah, a lot of people don't figure those kind of things in. But as far as um, I was going to say, a curry, um, is there a way, like, if someone did that thinking, I mean, like, traditionally on other apps, support so frustrating that, you know, they don't, that they just say, oh, I'm just going to unassign. Is there a way to at least call in or email them and document that Look. this is why I did that? Look at Brian does as much curry as I do. And there has been a lot of trouble. There's been a lot of change, not trouble with support, but even when he's not active and this is true now, if any of you have experienced during the, cause it was great before, then they went through a period of working with this hell company. I'm just going to say it um, for support. They're away from them now. Now they've got another support company. Even when you're not active, you can get in touch with a curry agent. It's usually through a chat, but it is a person, not a bot. The bot is the initial one that will just have, you know, what do you, what's your reason for wanting a conversation? Yes, that's a bot. And that will get you to a person. But if you're active, like what Lisa was, there's, they treat it because it's, because it's time sensitive. They treat it like, this is very important. What happened? What do we need to do? So what Lisa did is it is 180 degrees of what you should do. You should absolutely contact Curry, get your $20 and make them unassigned. You never, ever, ever, ever 
unassign yourself from a curry. That's what they hate. They hate people who pick up an order and then unassign. Because even if it didn't fit in her car, all again, you got to remember, they're not reading all of these. If, if there's a story to it, they don't care. Even, I mean, curry, they care, but they really care about the logistics of getting it there. So to them, it's like she didn't do the order and she unassigned herself. What they what needed to happen was her to tell them, hey, unassign me because this doesn't fit in my car. She would have been paid $20. It wouldn't have hurt her profile because that's going to dump on her profile. Self unassigns are just the worst thing you can do with Curry because they're paying you more money because they want you because these are very, they need to be done quickly and correctly. Yeah, they, they, so this is a learning lesson for people. We're not trying to like gang up on her, but we're trying to say that you need to treat these things differently from other apps right. and don't just drop it willy nilly. You can't be doing that crap. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Josh yeah. is here saying the same thing. Like, yeah, there was a, and again, guys, I've been there for two years. If Dana's still in here, he remembers too. Like, it used to be like you call and you'd actually get a, an agent in San Diego or in uh, LA, but. Um, the, all of the yeah. support for Curry is here in the country, by the way. But there was a time when there was like this company that they were outsourcing the the initial tech or the initial contact to. That didn't work out, but it's fixed now. It's all good. And he told Lisa the same thing. She just didn't know. Okay, yeah. Again, guys, then I'm glad I just said that because do not self-unassign. Look, if you are, if you're, if for some reason, like you're sitting at home and you grab one for the next morning scheduled and you're like, I don't want that. And you self-unassign. Don't be shocked if you get uh, deactivated. I'm just going to tell you that right now because it's not DoorDash. It's not like there's a, the, a metric and at some point they might care, but they might not. Cause if they need you, they need you. Curry's going to treat it very seriously. Like, why did you take it if you don't want it? So what I'm trying to push is through apps like Curry and Para we're considered the white glove drivers. We're considered more advanced or more elite drivers. So they're going to also hold us to a higher standard. So we have to hold ourselves to a very high standard. But at the same time, on the back end, it could directly benefit yourself. You know, even if, um, oh, I took that $60 curry for 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, but, oh, there's a $80 on a catering app. Well, right. let the 80 go. Let it go because you already committed it's only a few more bucks and it's not like oh here's a ten dollar it came out of uber eats when i'm on an eight dollar for doordash it's nothing like that guys you got to treat it way differently be professional yeah. yeah i mean it is it is for more experience i mean look at some of these apps are for more experienced gig workers and those that are really like me i'm i look i do care about my appearance when i'm out working i do care about how i present myself and stuff and so I'm not out doing things in my pajamas. I'm not out doing things, you know, when I'm sick. I'm, uh, you know, I'm very careful about this kind of stuff and I treat everything on a very, very professional level that I'm working to make as much money as I can in the least amount of time, but I still put in as many hours as I can. So it's kind of, you know, I'm doing it the amount of hours I can, but I'm, I'm maximizing those hours to the T, dude. Like, I'm not going to waste my time sitting around declining a hundred DoorDash offers. I'm not going to do that. I got way better things to do. Um, you know, but the, so this is the last thing I, I, I said, 
I need to wrap this up and I do, but I need to say this because Josh did have a very, uh, uh, well, I see the <laughs> first, I see that you said I wear shorts. I, I wear shorts too, but I mean, but sometimes, but I'm saying that I still wear sh like, I'm not wearing ripped crap. I'm basically even a t-shirt is fine. But my thing is, is like, I don't, I carry myself well. I'm not in there, like not giving a crap. There's a lot of gig workers who don't give a crap. Let's be honest. Um, but so yeah, Josh, the other day, a curry driver did an 8 a.m. I think pickup or whatever. It was a morning pickup and somewhere around four um, curry contacted Josh and said, Hey, listen, this guy dropped off the, the package, but it was after four when the place closed. Could Josh go get the package, which was, if I remember right, was literally like a couple miles from his house. Could he go get the package, bring it to his house? Curry paid him 50 bucks to keep it overnight and go deliver it the next morning back to the same place. I mean, it's just, and again, it's an odd thing, but it's, it just goes to show these are good companies. These are companies operating correctly and paying gig workers properly. And I think that that's what we all should be striving for. We shouldn't be just accepting crap anymore. If DoorDash works for you, great, but start, start expanding because it's not going to, it's not going to be like this forever. And that's what, one of the reasons why I said, and I'm going to stick by, do not miss this next week. You guys do not miss this. This can be a big, big deal. Um, with that said, you guys, I am way over cause I like to run this for an hour. So we're going to shut this down. I will see you back here next week on the last mile and, uh, everybody have a great day. Do not miss this and do not miss us next Thursday or tomorrow night on, uh, the round table. Peace y'all.